Welcome to the first episode of the Dust Safety Science Podcast, where we're looking at driving awareness, knowledge, connection, and change in the safe handling of combustible dust and powdered materials. This podcast is for facility owners, plant managers, health and safety specialists, consultants, equipment manufacturers, and researchers, all working in industries either manufacturing, handling, or transporting combustible dust materials. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney, um, and in this introductory episode, we'll go through what is the purpose of the podcast, why did we, we feel the need to start creating it, um, a little bit of my background, we'll talk about what is safety science, the website that we're running this podcast from is Dust safetyscience.com so we'll talk about that um, what can you expect from the episodes what kind of material we will we be delivering and what kind of value will you be seeing and then at the end we'll talk about how you can get involved um, how you can get on the show as a guest how you can contribute questions or just uh, guide the the overall direction of where we're going with this work as I mentioned my name is dr. Chris Cloney I'm director and lead researcher at DustX research limited a company with a worldwide focus on increasing awareness of combustible dust hazards reducing personal and financial loss from fires and explosion incidents around the world. I completed my PhD um, from 2011 to 2018 looking at combustible dust, specifically uh, flame propagation and deflagration in hybrid mixtures of coal dust and methane gas. I also spent five years as a research engineer looking at explosion, detonation, and blast and the effects on structures, ships, um, and personnel in different facilities. In 2016, I started writing online about the scientific aspects of combustible dust, um, why dust mixtures can propagate a flame, uh, what are the fire and explosion hazards involved, protection methods, um, all in the back of my PhD research. And then throughout the, the following two years, uh, we started doing incident reporting. So we were working towards how do we generate lessons learned from these explosions and fires as they occur around the world. In mid-2018, after completing my PhD thesis defense, um, and graduating from my work there, I launched the Combustible Dust Incident Database um, with the goal of tracking combustible dust fires and explosions around the world. You can find this uh, database um, and use it to search up materials that you're using in your industries um, or particular equipment that you're working with at uh, dustsafetyscience.com slash database. So I want to talk a bit now about why I felt the need to start this podcast in the first place. Um, and why we moved from, from writing online articles to creating dust safety science. So through, through writing the online articles, I connected with a lot of groups, um, a lot of stakeholders within industries handling combustible dust. I generally broke these into four categories, researchers, regulators, the process industry themselves, and safety professionals. And I was always asking, well, what struggles are you having? What issues are you running into um, getting facilities to be safe at the end of the day? And researchers, they... They do a good job of creating new technology, new engineering um, principles, but then they have a hard time communicating that out to the, the broader combustible dust safety community. Regulators um, feel like they don't have the resources they need all the time to do their jobs, to get out and, and actually um, ensure compliance. Uh, the process industry themselves want to know what, what do we need to do actually to stay compliant and, and even more of that to keep our people safe. Then safety professionals are really our boots on the ground trying to implement these processes and procedures to try to improve safety in the, the different facilities that they're visiting. And a lot of time they'll run to the biggest and most common kind of complaint or question that is, it's been this way for 20 years and we've never had a problem, so what is there to change? So after running into these different challenges and kind of thinking about it, um, I decided to, to do what I call an expert opinion roundup piece or roundup article um, of combustible dust experts around the world. And in this article, I sent the I sent two questions 
to almost 60 individuals from, from several different countries. The two questions were, what is the number one problem facing industries handling combustible dust? And what is the number one difficulty in dust, fire, and explosion research? And from this, this article, we had 30 responses from 12 different countries, 20-plus um, industry experts, eight universities, and a combined total, I think, of over 550 years' experience in process safety handling. From this post, which you can actually find, um, you can find on dustsafetyscience.com. Um, I'll put show notes up for each episode. You can actually access the show notes through dustsafetyscience.com slash the episode number. So this is episode number one, so it would be dustsafetyscience.com slash the number one. Um, and in those show notes, I'll actually put a link through to this expert opinion roundup. So this is a really great piece of um, research if you're in, interested in knowing what the difficulties are that people are having in the same industries as you around the world. And from this work, we divide the responses into th four different categories. Um, those that dealt with awareness, those that dealt with knowledge, those that dealt with connection, those that dealt with change. A lot of people came back and said the number one issue is just this awareness part. So I go into a facility um, where I'm talking, I'm a health and safety manager, I'm talking with my lawn manager, and I really have to convince them that there is even a, a potential hazard with combustible dust. And even myself, I get emails um, almost every week now from various regions in the world asking, okay, I'm handling um, uh, powdered yeast or I'm handling sugar dust, or I'm handling this material. Uh, we've never had an issue, but is there a hazard there? And, and I have to respond and say, yes, there is a potential fire and explosion hazard. And these are the steps you should take to figure that out. So that awareness piece is really the first part um, that a lot of those responses came back with. The second was knowledge. So now, now that people are aware of the combustible dust hazard, how bad could it be? Or how do we go beyond just being compliant in our process safety systems and come up with an engineered solution that will, will actually keep people safe? Um, so that's really the second pillar of the responses that came back. And the third pillar is this connection part. So this is actually becoming more and more prevalent as we, we have this drive to do things like dust hazard analysis within the United States. And the question is, well, who do I go to? Who's the reliable source of information in this space to be able to do this sort of analysis? Um, otherwise, in, in other countries, they may have, say, regulatory programs that are not as robust as the United States or um, other countries in the world. And they maybe look for guidance. How do we actually launch out a, a dust safety initiative looking at, for example, storage silo safety in, in grain handling industries. Um, and who do we connect with to figure that process out? And then the last pillar, the last column that I got from these responses was on change. So a lot of companies, they, they want to um, comply and they, they, they know um, that there is compliance issues, but then the question is, how do we comply? Who do we go to to figure out what compliance means. And, and at the end of the day, how do we go beyond that and get buy-in in our facility to keep our people safe at the end of the day? And then I have a, I have a good quote from the, from the roundup that is um, from Dr. Paul Amiot. This is as much a social science slash management problem as it is a natural science and engineering problem. So I've really taken that tack in this work. Um, that led to the definition of, of this safety science concept. So we went from um, combustible dust research to dustsafetyscience.com. Um, that's the name of this podcast as well. And for me, safety science is really the the um, the vertex, if you will, if you think of a Venn diagram between three areas. So the first is engineering technology, and this is where my, my original research was in, but also includes regulation and best practices, how those overlap with engineering technology. And then the third component, which is human behavior and risk perception. And again, this is this, I've been here 20 years and we've never had that problem. And I actually shared a... 
um, a story in a, in a recent presentation I gave with uh, powder bulk solids. And that was the Great London Beer Flood of 1814. So this happened um, right down the street from the um, Dominion Theatre. So right, right a few blocks away from the British Museum, where, where the British Museum stands today, in, in the middle of central London. And what happened was a, a over 20 foot tall fermentation vat um, ruptured. Uh, one of the metal rings around the outside of the vat had, had broken. Um, and that vat ruptured, releasing, at the end of the day, uh, over a million liters of beer into the streets of London. This uh, acted as a tidal wave, broke with the wall of the facility, took down several houses, um, and it resulted in several fatalities and injuries, as well as economic issues, obviously, throughout the streets of London, if you have that much um, beer flowing through the streets. But the main point here is that the shopkeeper, at the end of this incident, um, he survived, and in an interview, he said that three times a year, for 18 years that he had been at that facility, they've had one of these rings break with no um, no ill effects, nobody being injured, no large-scale effects. So after 18 years, three times a year, that um, 40th or 50th time they had a ring break, which uh, had never caused an issue in the past, caused this catastrophic incident. So this goes, goes to show some of the issues you can have with risk perception around these high severity but low frequency incidents. And we see this a lot in the combustible dust world as well, um, especially at facilities that may have fires quite routinely, um, again, two or three times a year for several years. Um, and it's only on that, again, 40th or 50th fire that you may have a catastrophic incident. I want to talk now about what you can expect from the podcast episodes themselves. So the episodes will be um, around 20 to 30 minutes long. We're shooting for 25 for each. Um, and they'll take one of a couple different formats. So the first format is, is solo shows like this one. Um, we'll, we will be covering particular topics relevant to combustible dust safety. Um, this could be regulation issues, this the latest research and technology, basic concepts to advanced concepts, and actually episodes where we're looking at individual in incident investigations. So in a couple of the ones that we have coming up, we'll look at chemical safety board reports um, where they went in on some large-scale incidents um, and, and really dug into the details of why they occurred and made recommendations. So we'll cover that in some of the solo shows. We'll also have a number of interview um, shows where we'll talk to experts from around the world that are that are heavily involved with either design of explosion products, explosion safety products, um, or fire protection and prevention products, uh, as well as consultants, um, people that are involved and really have a, a high degree of knowledge of combustible dust hazards. On the other side, we're also looking to interview plant managers, safety and health managers, see what um, difficulties they may be running into. Experts from different areas, could be from grain milling, it could be from automotive sectors, different areas that are relevant in handling combustible dust. We'll try to also talk to regulators, people that are going in and um, ensuring compliance in these facilities and what are the difficulties that they're running into and what are some of the strengths that they're seeing as well. And then the last kind of group of shows that we'll be doing are questions from the community. So those of you that follow me on LinkedIn, and you can get a link or to connect with me there in the show notes, You'll notice that every week we try to do a question from the community, and we're going to extend this to this show as well. So some questions that we've tackled on LinkedIn over the last few weeks include, um, does asbestos-containing materials typically involve combustible dust, and do we have a, a concern there when we're demolishing, demoing a, uh, a facility that may have that material? Um, what are different dust explosion hazards in the automotive sector? Um, what are hazards involved with, with painting um, vehicles? And also we've looked at what are ignition hazards um, related to different conveyor system designs, say when the bearings are inside of an enclosed um, enclosure around the conveyor outside and, and 
how to temperature measurement, that sort of thing. So we're going to take questions from the community. If you want to provide a question, you can go to dustsafetyscience.com slash ask. That's slash A-S-K. If you go there, you can um, type in your question uh, and and get answered on here on the show. And if we can't find the answer through our research channels, then we'll actually bring on an expert to, to talk about that topic. So that's it on the shorter introductory episode showing you... Um, what's going to be involved with the dust safety science podcast um, what kind of material you can expect over the next uh, months and weeks to come over the next few weeks we haven't figured out what order the episodes are going to come out in yet but we will be covering the u.s chemical safety board um, incident report and recommendations from the imperial sugar refinery um, we'll be talking with a health and safety manager at a wood processing facility about a specific incident they had and processes they put in place to to reduce the chance of that type of fire happening again We'll also talk to an uh, um, explosion uh, safety expert on dust collector safety um, in a program that was actually put in place here in the province of Nova Scotia to audit and uh, fix a lot of deficiencies that they found around the province. If you would like to get involved and be um, an interviewee on the podcast, you can go to dustsafetyscience.com slash podcast, um, and there will be a link to do that there. If you want to go to the show notes for this particular episode, you can go to Again, dustsafetyscience.com slash one, and that will take you to this episode, episode number one. And if you want to do us a favor, you can go to iTunes or whatever device you are listening to this podcast on and, and rate and review. That will help us um, get more people in from the process safety world that are listening to podcasts um, and help the, the audience for the podcast grow. And with that, I just want to say thank you for listening, and I'm really looking forward to, to help making this uh, a great resource in the combustible dust safety community.